Hello and thank you for joining us for these uh, daily devotional teachings, uh, which I do Monday to Friday at 9.30 every morning. Uh, and, and if you can join us live, you're welcome to. Uh, or, or if you want to catch these up later in the day, uh, that's fine as well. They, they remain available. So welcome, whether you're joining us live or whether you're watching this later. Uh, and these, these are just short devotional teachings, just 15 minutes in the Word. 15 minutes just to meditate and to receive something from the Word of God each day in our lives. And we've been looking at the life of Jesus. We've been looking at Jesus as our example and learning some things from Him. See, see He's the best place to learn. We, he was someone who was very responsive and, and filled with God and led by the Spirit of God. And He was a vessel God could use. Uh, and, and yesterday, specifically, we started talking about the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. We want to learn some things. I want to encourage you to, to, to get more filled with the Spirit of God. Even if you've been filled in the past, begin to seek God for a fresh infilling. Begin to look to Him to, to be more full of, of the Spirit of God and, and, and more led by the Spirit of God. So I want to read to you today from Luke chapter 4 and verse 1. And then we're going to look at some things uh, about this. Uh, Luke chapter 4 verse 1 says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, if Jesus needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we most certainly do. Uh, and we've talked about it. Jesus didn't just rely on himself, but he, he became a vessel that God could work through. Uh, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. I want to zero in on that, that, that second phrase there. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Uh, we can be led by the Spirit of God too. The, the, the New Testament talks about us being led. And uh, let's look at some things. Let's learn some things from Jesus about being led. Uh, and uh, the first thing I want you to notice, this isn't the major point I want to make today, but the first thing I want you to notice quickly is G the, Jesus was led by the Spirit where? Into the wilderness. In other words, the very first leading uh, that we are told about, the very first leading of the Spirit in the life of Jesus that we are told about was a leading into a place of solitude. Now, I don't want to talk right now about what happened there. That's not the focus of the teaching right now. But see, the wilderness it wasn't, it wasn't a place where in front of the crowds and in front of the multitudes. Um, Jesus was called to reach people. Jesus was called into the public eye to be used by God. Uh, but before he went there, he went into a place of solitude where God could do a work in his life. Uh, and this is important. Sometimes, sometimes we need to learn that God wants to get us into a place of, of, of where we can be quiet with him. Uh, a little bit of a moment of peace from this, the, the hustle and the busyness and the, 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 the things of life. One of the reasons many people do not experience as much of the move of God in their lives and, and God flowing through them is because they never find that place of solitude and, and, and taking the time to be quiet before God. Uh, it's such an important place. So the first place, the very first leading spirit in the life of Jesus was into this place of solitude where God could prepare the vessel out of sight to everyone else. So that by the time he came out, when he came out of the wilderness, he was a vessel God could manifest through and could operate in his power and for the glory of God. 
Now, let's specifically talk something about that leading. Um, and, and as I was waking up this morning, I just had this on my heart. Uh, and this question might seem almost obvious. And when I first ask it, you might think, well, what do you mean? But let's dwell on it. Let's think about what I'm going to say here. Because there's something very important we need to see. When, when the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, here's my question, where did Jesus go? <laughs> okay, I'm going to answer this. Let's stick with me. When the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, where did Jesus go? Now, I'm not talking about where in the wilderness or which wilderness or which part of the wilderness. But see, Jesus was in one place. He had just, you know, just been by the Jordan River, baptized in the Spirit, different things. And, and the Spirit led him into the wilderness. He had to move from where he was to where the Spirit was leading him to be. And so the question is, when, when the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, where did Jesus go? Well, the answer is Jesus went into the wilderness. Jesus went where the Spirit was leading him to go. Now, the reason I, I make that distinction is I want you to see there's two sides to this. There, there's God's side. There's the, this, the, there is the leading of the Spirit of God, and there is our response to that leading. Uh, just because God leads, just because the Spirit leads you, doesn't mean it's automatic. Uh, there has to be a response. The leading is his side. The response is our side. Uh, and this is one of the, the, the vital things. It, it might seem almost like a, I'm nitpicking, and it might seem like a small point, but it's actually major. It's a big point. Uh, God, one of the reasons God is unable to do in people's lives many of the things that he's doing is because when he leads, when he speaks, when he prompts, there's no doing. There's no response from them. They're, they're, or, or they push the other way. Uh, God's looking for vessels that will be responsive, that will respond. When he leads, we respond. I, I, and I was also thinking about this. I, I, when, when, when the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness... It doesn't say the Spirit led Jesus and then six months later, Jesus went into the wilderness or six chapters later or whatever. Okay, We see there's, a, there's an immediate response. The Spirit leads, Jesus responds. He goes into the wilderness. And, and this is a big part of something we can learn from Jesus as our example, that, that, that we become quick, become responsive. We, we, when, when the Spirit leads us, we begin to put it into practice. Uh, leading is his part. That's, that's almost the easy part. It's not hard for God to lead. But responding is our part. And throughout the word, this is where we find a lot of the challenges, is that very often the, 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 the people are, are not responding and doing. And this is the message right throughout the Bible. God will say something, people do the opposite. We don't want to be like that. This is not a message of condemnation this morning. This is a message of encouragement to stir our hearts, to be quick and responsive to what he's leading us to do. Uh, and, and there's a choice involved in that. There's a decision on my behalf that each time he leads me, that I'm going to make this a priority and I'm going to value what he's leading me to do. See, God's leadings in our lives are not for our harm. God's leadings in our lives are, are, are not to make our lives more complicated. Uh, his leadings, and, and whether it's leading in his word or leading by his spirit, these things are, 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 are to enable us to come to the place that he wants us to be and also to enable us to be vessels that he can move through. And, and this is something he's looking for and something he desires.
So there's a choice. It's not automatic. The leading of the spirit must, must, it requires a response from us. It requires us to value and prioritize what he is leading us to do. Even if it doesn't look like it makes sense. You know, we know Jesus came into the world to save the world. And then the first thing the Holy Spirit does is lead him into the wilderness. You know, if that was us, we would look at that and say, God, are you sure the wilderness is where you want me to go? Isn't Jerusalem and isn't, you know, you want me to go to reach people. See, God knows what he's doing. And when he leads us in areas and when he prompts us, when he shows us things, we want to be responsive. We want to show, do as he says and make that choice. Now, let's think for a moment. What is the opposite? Now, I've said we want to be quick and responsive. We want to move quickly on what he's leading and we want to respond and do and be where he wants us to be. Uh, what's the opposite of that? What's the opposite of quick and responsive? Well, I would say the opposite is slow and resistant. The opposite to quick is slow. The opposite to responsive is resistant. Uh, and that is something we do not want to be. We do not want to be slow and resistant. Slow means you drag your heels. You take your time. You kind of, you know, maybe eventually get to it. You put it down the lower part of the list. Uh, and, and God leads us. You know, people say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And, and very often we, we're led, you know, put God first. Putting God first is not a theory. Putting God first means that when he tells you something, you put what he told you first. When he leads you, when he, he directs you, you make that a priority. Putting God first, it, it, it follows through in our daily decisions. Uh, and, and we prioritize his leadings. We prioritize his promptings because he knows what he do, he's doing. And we want to be vessels that are as quick and responsive to him, uh, not resistant. Throughout the word, we see people who were resistant and many times God couldn't do what, what he wanted to do through them. And I, I want to, we want to be the opposite. We want to say, Father God, I want to be quick. I want to be responsive. I want, I want you to be able to do whatever you want to do through my life. And I want to yield to you. I, I want to, to, you to be enabled in my life to flow through me to a greater measure. So when Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness, then Jesus went into the wilderness. He responded. Let me read you something in Deuteronomy 30. It's a well-known verse, but just want to highlight one or two things in this, in connection to what I've been saying here. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19 says this, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you, now this is God speaking, I, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Notice that. God said, I have set life and death before. I have set different options. I have set this one and I've set this one. Life and death, blessing and cursing. It says, I have set them before you. Therefore, choose life. Notice that it's not automatic. There's a choice involved on our side. There, there's something involved in, 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 on, on our end. It's, you know, very often we, we, we've been led to believe and, and, and it's been taught and, and, and really entirely accurately it's been taught that everything's up to God. Well, it's all up to the Lord. It's all up to God. You know, if things are going to happen, it's all up to the Lord. Well, to be honest with you, no. 
it, there's things he wants to do, but he looks for vessels who will respond. And if, if he doesn't find a vessel, there's things that don't happen. Yes, that vessel wants to become yielded and says, Father, you do what you want to do through me. But that requires the choice from that vessel to be that vessel. It requires that person to yield and say, Father God, I want to choose your ways. I want to choose to walk in the paths that you lead me to do. And then as we choose that, God is enabled in our lives to do things that he wants to do. Many times. The things that God wants to do in our lives are not coming to pass, not because he can't do, but because of our choices, because of our lack of responsiveness. The more responsive we are, as I said, this isn't condemnation. This isn't an encouragement. Become more responsive. Make choices, daily choices to choose to walk in the ways that he's leading you, to choose to respond to the things that he's saying. And as you do, he will be able to manifest and flow and show up more in your life. He sets before us the options and then suggests. He says, look, I suggest you choose that one. <laughs> life and death, choose life. Okay. And if you choose life and respond to the ways of life, then life can flow. So it's like this with any leading of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and Hebrews 12, I'll finish here. Hebrews 12 has a similar phrasing. Remember that phrase, I have set before you life and death. Hebrews 12 says, talks about, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. See, God sets it before us, but then says, you run the race. You choose to stick the course. A, ra a race is a, is, a, is a course that's been laid out. It's not a random run in the woods, okay? God doesn't say, I've, I've sent you on a random run through the woods. He said, I've sent you on a race. Now, a race means that there is a course laid out, but you choose to stay on that course. You can randomly run off course and you can, when the course goes right, you go left, you can go a different direction. And, 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 and we choose to walk in the course that he has laid out before us. Many people are just out for a random run. They're not following a course. But if you will listen, if you will be led, if you will hear what the Spirit of God is saying, if you will hear what his word is saying and, and listen to his spirit and become responsive and begin to respond to what he's saying, he will lead you into and onto the course that he has for you. And on that course is the place of blessing and life and abundance. So that's what I have on my heart today. And I want to encourage you, let's be quick and responsive. Let's, let's be where God leads us to be. Let's be in the place and do and put into practice. And I believe that that's, that's a good place to be. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you for your word. We, we, I just lift up each of the listeners today. I want to thank you for those who, who are taking the time to listen to your word, whether it's live or recorded later they listen. But thank you, Father God, that people are responding to and listening to these. And I just thank you. I pray for them that your grace and your blessing will be upon them today. Lord, we want to give you more access into our lives each day. We want to set aside time for you. And so we ask for your grace. We ask for your help today in the life of each person as they listen to this, as they go about their day and their week. We, 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 we want to yield to you. We want to respond. We want to hear from you and we want to do. And I thank you that your hand is upon each one of these people for healing and life 
and your goodness manifests and your grace manifests in our lives today. In the name of Jesus, amen. So God bless you. And I see the thank you. Thank you too. Thank you for listening. And uh, God bless you uh, through the day today.